0: Hey friends, welcome back. My name is Joe, this is The Joe Martino Show, and today we're gonna talk about what happens when we think severity of consequences teaches character transformation. It doesn't, and we're gonna talk about why. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show! Hey friends, welcome back. Today, I wanna to talk to you about something that I see a lot in therapy, and I just wanna bring it up because I imagine that if a lot of the people that I'm seeing in therapy are struggling with it, probably people that are listening to this podcast are as well. And so let's talk about severity as intensity. And if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know that I often talk about how intensity doesn't win, uh, consistency does, and, and intensity and consistency tend to be at tension. They tend to be in tension. They tend to pull each other apart a little bit. The more intense you are, the less likely it is that you will be consistent. And the more consistent you are, the less likely it is that you will be intense for any amount of time. And so as we dive into this idea of intensity and consistency, one of the things that I see happen for parents is it was we start out talking about like, hey, let's let's tone back the yelling. Let's get away from yelling. And then and then we tone back the, you know, like sometimes in severe cases, they're getting up in their kids faces and etc. So we want to tone that back. The, the problem is once they get that down, they still think that severity can teach intense consequences. That actually isn't how it works. So what they tend to think is that severe consequences will teach behavior and it'll modify behavior, but it won't change behavior. And if all your goal is, is to modify the behavior, so be it. But if you actually want to change behavior, we have to dial the severity down and we have to push for, for consistent consequences. And so the consequence that you do, is it repeatable? And so I'm just going to pick something that is relatively safe. I don't imagine many of you have done this, but a number of years ago, there was a guy who was upset with his daughter. He found some emails that she wrote somebody uh, that were, did not cast he and his wife in a favorable light. And he, and he shot the computer with his gun so that she could never use it again and made a YouTube video of himself shooting the gun or the computer with his gun. And and I even got on the bandwagon. I wrote a blog post at the time about why I didn't think it would work. And uh, it was interesting to me how many people with kids agreed with me and how many people without kids disagreed with me. But nonetheless, that's probably anecdotal you know and, and later I don't remember the guy so if you google it I want to make sure that I give a, a fair account uh he did apologize to her you know he said he shouldn't have made the video that that wasn't his intent for it to go viral and all of that here's my biggest problem with it what happens if he catches her doing it again like what goes next the car are you gonna set her car on fire and, and and then after you destroy the car what's left right uh, I was talking to parents one time who their six-year-old kicked them so they made him throw out his toy and and they were pretty happy because well, we didn't do it with intensity. Actually, you did. You just did it with severity, right? Which is a different form of intensity. And and we're all learning. I grounded my daughter for a month one time. Like now, knowing what I know now, is like, man, that was not effective. In fact, we still joke about it a little bit, but that was not effective. That was not a good way to go about teaching her something. And part of the problem is we take something that is truth, right? The punishment should match the crime. We talk about that a lot. The punishment should match the crime. And so a person who you know steals a thousand dollars from a convenience store uh, that doesn't use a gun does not get the same jail sentence as a person who steals a thousand dollars from a convenience store using a gun there's a difference between robbery and armed robbery I skipped all the days of law school I know that is truth I don't know what the the actual titles are but but there's a difference there the problem with that is is we believe falsely that with our kids if the thing that we've tried three four five six seven 15 20 25 times if it hasn't actually brought about consistent change then we have to be about increasing the severity of the consequence in other words it didn't work so I'm going to get more intense that isn't how it works childhood development development means learning and learning means repetition and so whatever the the discipline that you bring, and there there should be different levels of intensity. I get that, but whatever level of intensity you bring, whatever discipline you bring, whatever intervention you bring, and that's the word that I like because what we're trying to do is most of the time kids think in a very narrow plane. Even your older kids, your teenagers, they think on a very narrow plane. They think A to B, and that's about it. I want this. I didn't get this, so I'm going to throw this temper tantrum. Whatever. You need to have an intervention that breaks the cognitive loop that their brain used to get to that behavior that you're trying to change? Because it's not until you move back from a behavior that you can replace it with another behavior. And if you do that, the habit still wins. And so the the thing that we're looking for here, whatever intervention we do, is can we do it again with a little bit, an incremental increase in intensity if necessary? So the question I asked the parents, their kid, they made him throw out Spider-Man, his favorite toy. Okay, fine. So now what happens two days from now when he kicks again, because what happened is he gets frustrated. So he kicks you. That's an excited utterance, right? It's an excited behavior that he's engaging in. Similar to when you get frustrated with your wife or you get frustrated with your husband, you say or do things that you wish you didn't do. Are you throwing out your favorite toy? Of course not. You're saying, I'm sorry, I got to do better. The argument from people who think I'm just a softy is, well, it's usually two arguments. Well, doing the same thing and expecting different results is, is the definition of insanity. False. That's Albert Einstein's definition of insanity. And it is a good one but it is not the clinical definition of insanity. So that's not necessarily true. And another problem with that argument is it's a truism, not necessarily a law. Uh, And by law, I don't mean a man-made law. I mean a a law of nature. And then the other thing is, well, kids can't reason. We We have to be the reason for them. I agree. This is why we have to engage in something that we can do again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And there will be frustration for us. There will be negative emotions for us because that's part of learning. And we want it to get, done we want it to be over, right? And so you continue to re-engage and re-engage. A student that can't read, we don't help them read by going intense. Well, if you can't read by next Friday, insert bad consequence. We, We used to do that, right? Oh, you can't read. Well, you can't go out on recess till you can read. And we found out that what we did was we created a whole generation of people that hate reading because they associated it with a severe consequence over something that wasn't actually helpful. So our interventions should have two cores to them that are always there. One, the core should be, hey, what you did was wrong and this is why. And B, this is how you could have done what we think you were trying to do. This is what you could have done instead. In other words, okay, what you did was wrong and here's what it looks like right. That should become a core of how you intervene with your children. That should become a core of how I intervene with my children because what that does is it teaches them the ways that they should live. It trains them in the way that that they should live so that when they're older, this training is a habit. And the problem is, okay, so you threw Spider-Man out today. Let's say that he makes it three days and he kicks you, then what are you throwing out? Do you throw his sister out next? Maybe you make mom cut her hair and you tell him, see, mom has to cut her hair because you were bad. I'm not suggesting that at all. And I know that the parents who did this would not suggest that, but it is the next logical step. Joe, that's illogical. Exactly. I agree. And so as you lean into this, the thing that we're trying to do here is we're trying to come up with what are interventions that I can do that match what happened and that I can do again. So, okay, you kicked me and you're not supposed to kick me. So now your sister gets to play with Spider-Man. Well, she doesn't want to. Okay. Well, then you, can help mom clean up, whatever. You can help dad clean up, whatever. One of the things that we do when we have repeatable consequences, when we have less severe, more repeatable consequences, one of the things that we have is we have this awesome opportunity to teach kids what it means to do buybacks. We have this awesome opportunity to teach them. Okay, so let's just say my nine year old, I don't know, let's say that he he did something that we've been working on for a while. And so we're beyond talking. We're, we're, we're kind of to the place where okay, we need to up the intensity a little bit. And so I say to him, okay, you cannot play the F1 game. That's a game that he and I love to play uh, together. We raced together. Yesterday, he beat me, but he uh, made an illegal uh, pass. And so they, the, the game gave him a penalty. And even though he finished the, the finish line in front of me, he had a, a three-second penalty, and I mi- I finished a second behind him. And so he lost the race, and he was he was very, very upset. Uh, it was a great time to learn that life doesn't always work out the way we want it to over a video game game. Now, if I take the video game away for a month, I've now taken away opportunities to use that lesson. If I take it away for three or four days, that's probably more in line with a nine year old, right? Maybe two days, really. Okay. You can, but here's the thing. Let's say I take it probably for two days. That, that would probably be more close. The, the next two days. So tomorrow and tomorrow's tomorrow, you cannot play the F1 game unless you help your sister clean out the litter box. You help take trash uh, to the to the trash can and you know pick a third thing that he can totally do. And now what we're doing, is we're forcing him to engage in behaviors we're not forcing him we're giving him the opportunity to force himself to engage in behaviors where while he's engaging in those behaviors he is engaging his brain to think about why he's engaging in those behaviors and that's causing him to think about the thing that he did that he could do differently that we want him to do differently and this is the beauty of it so you know, okay instead of throwing spider-man out does your sister want to play with i think he has a brother too does your brother want to play with him or you know hey you can't play he's sick so you can't play with spider-man at all tomorrow unless when you get home and pick two things that are six-year-old appropriate now look one of the things that you have to consider when you ask your kids to help you with things especially your younger kids they're not going to do them like you do as an adult so if it's like okay like you lose spider-man tomorrow uh, but you can have spider-man back if you help mom set the table it's probably not gonna look like you're ready to walk them out to the chop house and start setting tables for the chop house it probably just isn't gonna go that way and that's okay it's it's what uh then what's his name? Rory Vaden calls the permission to be imperfect because it's a learning curve. And that's the mindset we need to take. We don't need severe consequences. We need consequences that teach that we can do again and again and again and again and again. When I'm done recording this episode, I'm going to go to the gym. Now imagine if I went to the gym and I just lifted weights to the point where I couldn't move my arms for the next two weeks. And actually, unfortunately, when I was a teenager, I did this once. I didn't didn't know what I was doing. I went to the gym. There was a guy there that I think now, maybe this is my own trauma speaking, but I think now is, was making fun of me. And I lifted way more weights than I should have. And I mean, I couldn't lift a razor to shave my face. For two weeks. That intensity doesn't actually help me build muscles better than just showing up, consistently pushing myself, incrementally increasing the intensity so that my body can adjust, so that I can be consistent, and then I'll see healthier changes. This is the same way with our kids. We want to come with consistency in both our intensity of voice and volume and body language, and then we want to be consistent. We want to have interventions, we want to have consequences that we can consistently repeat. because the more we consistently engage in those, the healthier our children will be. All right. I hope that makes sense. Today's a shorter episode. Uh, No need to draw it out. I feel like I've been able to communicate what I'm hoping I communicate. Hopefully you have some usable information here. Look for those repeatable consequences that you can bring to your child repeatedly. Repeatable consequences that you can bring repeatedly. How's that for the school of redundancy? Redundancy. All right. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. Sharing things with people is one of the ways that we engage our culture around us. one of the ways that we gain meaning share with three of your friends see what they think even if they hate it even if you hated it share with three of your friends and see what they think thanks thanks so much for listening we'll catch you next week thanks for listening if you enjoyed today's show please share with a friend and hey give us that rating in your podcast store until next time change possible